0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Conversations with Coley. I am author Nicole Miller of the book series A through Z Guide to Raising a Good Human, a series I'm writing to bridge the gap in communication between parents and children of all ages, tackling all topics, especially those tough subjects. Thank you for joining me and my guests as they share their experience and how they turned it around to improve their lives. For the next hour, spend time listening to our conversation about some of the most arduous situations or moments when all hope felt lost, but instead of giving up, they pushed through. All right. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Coley. Today I am speaking with Victoria Eisenhower, self-proclaimed self-love scientist. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So I always ask an icebreaker question if true peace had a recipe what would it be <laughs> if true
1: peace was a recipe it would consist of immediately immediately I thought of hugs <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say um hugs um just an overall feeling of warmth And I'm thinking, (laughs) I wish I could think of food, but I'm thinking of just the feels.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think the feels are
1: perfect. Yeah, I would say definitely like it's just this warm embrace. And it's like stepping out into the sun and feeling that heat on your skin.
0: Yes.
1: And everything is just right on time for you. That's what it feels like. That's what that's what the piece
0: is. (laughs) Yes. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. So tell us about yourself. So I, so myself, I have a
1: pretty interesting story. Um, Do you want to hear about like, just like overall, like timeline or no? (laughs) Overall timeline. All right. So I come from a large family and um, I'm still pretty local to where I was born um, I kind of grew up with this idea of like an instruction manual on how I, like, I was kind of like checklisting everything. I was like, okay, got to keep my grades up. Um, I love, and I continue to love learning. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to be a student for the rest of my life. <laughs> I think that's a
0: great approach.
1: Yeah. And, um, I, I grew up in a really fun family, like, you know, just, lots of siblings, lots of outdoors. And then as I went through this checklist, I went to college, I got my degree. And um, the next step was like, you know, I got to get this really big, big, big girl job. Um, And I got that. So check that. Um, In between this whole process, I met someone and, you know, we stayed in our relationship and we got married. We got a house. So check that, check the marriage. I checked the box. I have a house now. Like I'm I am the picture of yeah. what my wanted for me. And then there came a moment where I realized the one box I didn't check. And that was my, that was me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I left myself behind this whole time, this young girl who like on the inside was always saying like, I don't know. I don't know about this. And it wasn't out of fear. It was out of, guilt. It was, I don't know if I'm allowed to, you know, have this. I don't know if I'm allowed to say no. And I found myself in, you know, a, the job I had, it was toxic, a little toxic, more on the masculine side, very male dominated field. It was not for me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, um, so I started finding different avenues to kind of heal and disconnect because I could not fit in that box. I could not fit in their structure or lifestyle. And I remember, I'll never forget thinking to myself, like, I have everything, but why do I feel like I'm lacking?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> why so unsatisfied. And when we have this checklist, it's it's that um, it's that short burst of fulfillment. Like, well, I have it, and now what? I couldn't find my next mountain. I felt, Mm -hmm. um, what I eventually learned was settling. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so I started yoga. Um, that was my first like avenue into really sitting with myself and realizing that I was not living beyond my capabilities, beyond what is actually available to me. and. I remember just starting to question and wanting to learn more and more. I'm like, what? I was walking around with these horse blinders, and suddenly they started dissolving and pulling apart. and there's a whole universe. And so I took the reins of that and I continued to grow and expand my mind. I became inspired to share what I was learning. And eventually, I got to the point where I realized like I like I'm not. I want more. I crave more and I I desire to share more. So I for so long the the young girl that was like in my like dreams or even like in my thoughts we always wanted to work in the business realm of fitness, wellness, inspiration, travel. It just growing up that's not seen, you know, like yeah. quite- right say like maybe but for right it's now it's not a corporate situation it's, it's not, not a, a corporate co- situation it's yeah. a job so right um I got to a point in my life where I said you know what I have I I, I want to try this because down the line wherever this timeline ends I want to be able to look back and be like yes I did that yeah and I could just try and work really hard so In 2021, I launched my business, which was focusing on lifestyle, inspiration, and yoga. And it took off really well. And I'm like, having a good time. I'm riding this wave. I'm learning about the business concepts. Yeah. I left the workplace, like the whole work sphere. I left a secure job to find on my own. And all the while, throughout this process, um, my relationship began to fall apart because I was growing into this new person and the person I was with was like, I don't want to grow with you. You know, I'm Mm. here and I desire me, Victoria, I desire challenge. I desire growth. And so in 2022 I divorced, I left that home. I left that security. I left that, you know, everything behind because I knew within myself that there was a new life ahead of me that was filled with much more abundance, with way more lessons and way more growth opportunities. And the moment I decided that was probably the first, maybe like, I want to say the first biggest, biggest leap I have ever taken in my life. Because after that, I experienced things with from the past six months that me three years ago would say, no way, no way. Yeah. So now I'm able to look back and I did this at the end of 2022, like just thinking about everything I encountered from moving out to having to put up these boundaries with my family. Um, I lost friendships and then it was just the divorce process itself. And yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: so I can now share, um, it taught me a lot and I ended up finding a lot more of my passion in rebuilding and romancing this relationship with myself because at the end of the day, it was, There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with him. And um, I learned so much of like where, like what I deserve. And I experienced these things of what I've been wanting others to give me. I have been able to provide myself. And it just,
0: right. (laughs) Right. And it clicks into place so quickly, doesn't it?
1: It, yeah. You know, I love that you said that because for for a while, this was not the conversation I had with him. Um, my ex was, this was not the first time we questioned it, but we were like mourning in mourning of the loss of this relationship. So when it finally came to fruition of this is what's happening, boom, like things were happening. And I mean, like opportunities, I moved out and, um, it was just like, like you said, everything started happening quickly in the way. As it was meant to be, you know, the mm-hmm. universe this plan, like, okay, cool, you're finally got the ball rolling. We've been trying to tell you this for a while. Yeah. And I my favorite thing to do is like whenever people ask me, I'm gonna, and I promise you this, like, everyone will say, Well, how's it going? And I'm like, I love my life. I'm authentically happy, and I can say that versus before I would say, I'm just trying to get by, or Oh yeah, I am happy and I should be grateful, but I was like lying through my teeth cuz I was sick in the mm-hmm. on the bed and I was faking it to make it and I just I was like, nope. Zero out of 10,
0: would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of us out there that are doing exactly that. We're just kind of getting by and lying through our teeth and saying, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> american dream yeah i went from this
1: american dream picture perfect looking on the outside right everything to i just clean slate like i i put i let everything go and everyone it it surprised a lot of people (laughs) because they're like what happened and now like the ones who are meant to be in my life they were they have been my in my corner the whole time they're like i'm so proud of you i love you i love this for you this is yeah. what you deserve this is what you really needed yeah. and then, um, like i said my family and i have created these boundaries and i did have to let go of other relationships because of the choices that were made because it's just different it's
0: yeah
1: it's like wait a minute you're a young woman living
0: on her own divorced running a business? What? (laughs) Yeah, like, where did this come from? And it is surprising and shocking to other people. And it's hard to explain. It's hard to put it into words when you have that feeling inside of you that you are meant to do something different. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your divorce story, if you don't mind. Like, what did that look like? So For people who might be in this struggle, how did you approach it and how did it kind of go?
1: So I think what it was, um, I think the best way for me to explain it is, so I had been with this person for a few years um, and it was that whole, like, we're in a relationship. Great. Years go by. Let's get married. Awesome. And we had had conversations in the past where we questioned and I, I would bring it up and I was like, I don't know if I can continue. I think something's wrong. And the guilt kept me there. The Mm. guilt, fear, there's a fear here. Um, And so it was always in the back, just like the young girl who was like, but we love fitness. We love wellness. And um, the biggest thing for me I think like this is where I like I literally broke and found my core wound. Um, one night, um, and this kind of connects to my business purpose now. Um, one night, I was just hanging out at home. I was com- just me and my dog, <laughs> and I remember sitting there and I just felt so depleted. And I reached out to um, this to my ex, and I said, "Hey," um, and I was asking and seeking validation from him and he was with his friends you know all good and I remember sitting there and I did not like the way I felt because his response was you know like aren't you cool being at home or why don't you go out and do something on your own something like that and I remember sitting there and I got so angry (laughs) (laughs) thinking to myself um, up until this point I was putting myself in situations where I was trying to find a short-term relief from the pain I was feeling within. And that looks like going out and drinking with my friends. It looked like going out and dancing. And and then I would come home, and I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I sat there, and I was like, I cannot keep up with that lifestyle, just like the workplace. I cannot keep up with this toxic workplace. Yeah. And I sat there, and I swear to you, I'm like sitting in my bathroom, And I'm just sobbing because I don't like where I'm at. I don't like how I feel. And I was like, well, what is this? Like, what can I do? And it's literally like in my face of you need to let go. You need to like, you need to go. And I, to me now, it felt like I was at a crossroads. Yeah. I looked to my left and I saw myself In the same situation. I knew if I go left. If I stay. And I just. Cap up my feelings. If I cap up what felt. Like the pain which was true. Which was like you're unhappy in your marriage. You know. You don't. You're not in love. You just think this is where you're supposed to be. I will be back. We will be here again. I looked to my right. And I could feel the sense of freedom in a way of abundance and being able to show up for myself and just this expansive feeling of breathing and hearing that it was safe and it meant leaving everything behind and it was that moment I um I knew what the answer was I knew And I I told myself, I was like, I'll be damned if I go left because I was like, I cannot go back. And this is up until this point, I had been having conversations with him about like just questioning and really having those deep, hard conversations of where we stood in our relationship. And it basically came down to we both wanted each other to be different people. I'm growing and challenging and he wanted to stay comfortable. And, you know, yeah, that's great. However,
0: in partnership, it's not (laughs) you in partnership, you have to be in the same place,
1: right? Or at least for the way I approach it is there needs to be an agreement where you should be happy for one another's growth and journey. And it was, we were putting a lot of, um, like, I want you to do this for me and I want you to be this person. And it was reciprocated the same way. Well, I want you to do this and I want you to be this person. Right. And we we both looked at each other and was like, we can't be that. And then right. it was we would leave the conversation there. And I was like, there's an elephant in the room addressing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So in that moment in my bathroom, when I looked to the right, I was like, it's there. And if I I was like, can I do this? And from within my chest, I heard, I have you. I got you. I've got me. Yeah. And I cried some more. <laughs> And I felt so much better because in that moment when I heard I got me, I realized that's, that's what I've been needing this whole time. That is who I left behind. Yeah. And I went right, which the next like couple days turned into, let's sit down. I have something I need to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he was expecting it. He was like, it was only a matter of time. I think it just, you know, for him, it, it would have been nice to stay, but it would have hurt. It would not have been real, yeah. uh, and so we went through the process, and I'm very, very grateful though, to be honest with you, that process um we kept it very quiet God. we kept it very um we were able to agree on the mutual you know processes and everything that is yeah. that, and I'm very grateful that he was willing to work, and he's like at the end of the day, we both wanted each other to be happy and healthy.
0: That's it. That's wonderful. So he kept up his end of the bargain because we all get into a relationship with people and say all these good intentions, but sometimes in divorce, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yes. that is very <laughs> nice to hear. I love that. I love that. So what does self-love entail? Because sometimes I think people don't understand what self-love is.
1: To me, I think um, people have a, people can approach self-love in different forms. Um, self-love to me is this relationship, a safe, authentic, pleasurable relationship that you create, or that's this routine. It's this present, it's this goodie. it's a treat that you have with yourself that allows you to... It's like getting, having a second cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. It's like tonight I'm going to take a hot bath and it's self-love is fulfilling your cup, nurturing your soul with something that you desire, that you want. And when we do that, we're able to show up in a better state, in a better energetic state for sure it's coming from a source of love. It's coming from a source of like from within. Mm -hmm. And I always ask people like, do you have a self-love regimen or (laughs) like, what does self-love mean to you? And sometimes people look at me funny and they're like, Yeah, "Um, I wasn't, I don't think I have one because I feel guilty. And that's one of the feelings I experienced. I felt guilt and shame during my divorce because I picked myself. I chose, you know, in a way to heal yeah. myself. I chose to be brave, courage, and having self-love is asking you to do something for yourself. Like, I want you to be selfish. I want you to go get a cup of coffee. I want you to, you know, go go wear that shirt that makes you feel sexy or, you know, have an extra plate
0: (laughs) yeah you know
1: put on your favorite movie wrap yourself in a blanket it's creating this relationship that you know nobody else can take that from you this is something you have this is um in times of spending time in solitude it's I am going to
0: be okay because I have me I got it I got me I like that. Do you think that the majority of us, because I've experienced that same thing, the feeling guilty. Do you think it's because we are more concerned about how we're perceived than what we actually are trying to get out of being, like, loving ourselves? Do you know what I mean? Um, I think so. Are you asking, like, um, what is it, like, do you think that people feel guilty because of what our people think? What others think? We're trying to hold up to a certain standard. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so one of the things in my program is
0: I'm taking people
1: pleasers and turning them into self-pleasurers. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> so, and to your question, this goes. this goes back to like, the societal expectation, especially with women, yeah. that you need to show like you're you're expected to show up in a way like accept this handout, be grateful, I should this. I could never do this, or I will eventually do this, and once I have x, y, and z, I can't boo blah, blah, blah. and it's it's not your fault. it's just that for years for years, our mothers and their mothers grew up in this. Representation of grow up, get married, have babies, and do whatever he says or do whatever they say. And now we're in a rebellion, <laughs> the growth that is just wild. How and what I find interesting though, and I think this is where it gets really exciting, is there was that we have this upbringing of these expectations to show up. Like I said, with the boxes, the American lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's talk about what happened hundreds of years ago where we had community, we had more of a freedom and relationship where women were worshipped and just these treated like queens and goddesses. And now it's there's this expectation to, like you said, to please. And now we have everybody's a people pleaser because when we please others, it gives us that, again, it, here's that validation from the outside It's like, oh, I I made those six calls for you just so I can get someone to tell me, oh, thank you. Yeah. It's that I need you to validate my presence so I feel a little more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. That's where I love to work with women and say, okay, we have to get the validation from yourself first. Because once you're able to validate from within, then you're able to take your expectations and raise your boundaries. You have more trust. And you don't burn out or let yourself be taken for granted. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you decided to, you know, love yourself first... Did you receive any type of pushback verbally to your face? Like, how dare you throw this away, that away? You're changing your whole life. What are you doing? Did you get any of that type of verbiage that a lot of us get unsolicited from people? It, yes, (laughs) yeah,
1: it was not the first time. Um, years ago, when I had, um, when my ex and I had discussed changing, um, I was brought up against a, and I think like, that's where, um, I was basically told like, how could you be so ungrateful? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it shocked me because I was like, oh, I guess you're right. And I felt guilty. And then, so when it finally came down to, and I was like roaring with like, uh, -uh, nope, this is, (laughs) this is more aligned with me. I am going in this direction. Um, I did feel that slight resistance because of that previous trauma of being just not degrade. It's not degraded, but like, I think it's like belated or something or something like that. But instead of fearing what others thought, I had to tell myself, I was like, this is the choice I've made. And I need to be strong for myself because um, I, I accepted at that point, you know, people are not going to, You know, not everyone's going to agree or understand. I understand. And I am enough for me. So Mm I will never forget when I told, um, when I said, like, I, during this whole process, the people who were meant to be in my life were there. Mm -hmm. And then other relationships. I sat down with two of my girlfriends who are a part of my life even now. And I'll never forget. I was terrified. I was like, I have something to tell you. And I told them that I was getting the divorce. And they looked at each other. They look at me and they say, "Is it bad we want to celebrate you?" And they Uh, so they knew they knew I was in pain for so long Mm because we had had these conversations and they're like, "What are you gonna do?" (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That moment when I realized that there were people in my corner who were meant to be there and the other ones who didn't understand, I was like, "It's okay." Like. I just had to be, I had to speak my truth. I had to have the hard conversations and I had to move forward. I could, I decided to keep up these boundaries and say, no, you know, I hear what you're saying.
0: This is my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's your life and you have to live it. Do you think society impresses on us as women or humans born female a certain standard that the opposite sex is not held to. Mm. <laughs> that's a loaded question. Yeah. And and we all know why. But I mean, let's just be real.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's where I go back to the whole um like the people-pleasing thing yeah. and you know, play small, be quiet, put on a sweater you know, put some pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I want to go to the market in my pretty dress and heels. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I've met some wonderful, beautiful women in the past few months where they inspire me to, to keep showing up. And I always, I like to think of it as like, you know, I, we're in this rebellion, like join my rebellion and let's Today, I made a post on my Instagram. I said, I want you to be loud. I want you to make it colorful. You know, you're allowed to get wild. Like, let that wild woman go. Yes. And like you said, like this whole societal expectation of let's keep it black and white. And I'm like, no, let's make it vibrant. Mm-hmm. If, if they're allowed to have these conversations or, you know, why can't we have the conversations? Yes. Why can't we speak what's true? And it goes back to that. Um, I need to please everyone before I please myself. Yeah, Otherwise, really. it, you know, my core wound during the divorce process was the fear of being alone. And that's one of the biggest fears we have in, you know, for women is Absolutely. I am going to be alone. It's like I learned, you know, anyone listening, I learned that I am not alone. I am free. And I learned that I was enough From you know, I am, even to this day, I am enough for myself. And there are people who will come at the drop of a hat if I called them. There are people who held my hand during this process. But the most important thing I had to do was hold myself accountable and Mm -hmm. be there for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think when that starts happening and you start showing up for yourself, people aren't used to it because you're now a challenge. Yes. We're now showing up in this new, like your head is held up high and they're like, wait a minute. You know, I'm like, I'm not here to argue with you. I'm here to, you know, you walk into the shop, you grab your coffee and you strut what you strut your way out. You know, if anybody <laughs> has anything to say, they can, but you're
0: on to better things, my love. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 100%. Um, I think that when we express that there's a difference in being able to show up for yourself as a male or a female. It makes people uncomfortable. It makes people pause. How dare we talk about that kind of stuff? But it's the truth. And we should be able to wear what we want. Mm -hmm. My daughter the other day was talking about having a taser because she's 18, she's, you know, young, and she's, you know, afraid of different things. She's had people catcall her in the parking lots and whatever, whatever. We were talking about this with another female, and this female said, well, if you don't want to be catcalled, then don't wear certain clothing. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with that. (laughs) I I have a huge problem with that. And my problem with that is, We don't look at the other gender when they're half naked and they're not in danger. You know, you can be in your Speedo walking in the parking lot of Walmart. Nobody's going to maybe push you in a trunk and take you. But a woman in shorts and a T-shirt might have a problem. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, the way society sexualizes women versus worshiping the woman and respecting her. You know, it's, um, it reminds me of like, I, um, I live in a neighborhood where I can walk everywhere, which is, I'm blessed for that. And one day someone, I could hear the car slow down and they opened their window and they like did the whole, you know, profile check. And he says, I love your shoes and I'm wearing sneakers. Like, you? <laughs> and all I did was pop my foot up and I said, thanks. I like your sunglasses. And I just twirled around and kept walking, and they just drove off. And I was yeah. like, "See, that's I don't I don't know if he was looking at my shoes. You know, sometimes when you're in that energy of like, I feel good, I know I look good, blah blah blah, people yeah. are gonna push on to that. But that was a moment where I was like, Why can't we we just balance each other out with that like compliment and not yeah. feel, um not feel so sexualized? And I I have spoke with a few people who. Including men who are like, I'm afraid to say something because you know, we're in this this weird molding of a new society of, um, like, don't cat call me, or like, the feminists are like, I don't need no man, oh, right, and And the guys are like, I don't know if I should shoot my shot, (laughs) yes.
0: And this conversation, by no means, is to say that men are you know bad or whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
1: everyone yes and it's absolutely nobody it's nobody's fault it's just it's the way like things are being programmed things are being depicted in the media and then like the way things are kind of transcribed in books and there is no it's like there's actually no physical law (laughs) right that says we have to accept (laughs) this right So when you begin to become your own unique person, your own unique individual, you are now in your own, um, first of all, amazing, love it, here for it, but you're now your own unique person and that's different and different scares people.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes. So what are some ways we can change that way of thinking? Ooh. Which way of thinking? All of it. All of what all we're of talking <laughs> about. Like all of it. Just if we could lump it all into what, what, what are some ways we can just do to, to maybe change that mindset? I, I think um,
1: the best way is to create a new normal, create the new normal. And what I thought about when you said that is, um, I recently launched my coaching business that is, Based on educating and empowering women around their sexuality Mm -hmm. to shame and the guilt and initiate, you know, self-pleasure practices. And I will never forget when I launched it, a lot of people, you know, I got a lot of wonderful, like, positive reinforcement. And I also was told, like, you know, are you sure you want to do that? (laughs) When I met with women who actually were like, I'm so glad you're doing this. I think we need more of this. We need this to become the norm of conversation but no one's talking about it everyone talks about money everyone talks about politics why aren't we talking about sex for right women, for women and again it's not,
0: like you said with society the guys can talk about it yes absolutely <laughs> they can talk about it around the coffee pot if we do we're <laughs> vulgar and disgusting <laughs> and one of those women <laughs>
1: Right. Like, how could you talk about that? You're only supposed to be, it's either you're, you're innocent, you're the innocent, you know, girl, or you're Uh, the, the proclaimed, like, scarlet letter witch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the best way to kind of change it is to start showing up and showing people how, like, for me, I show up and I'm like, this stuff is so important for women and you know, society is making it sound so demeaning. There's just not enough of it out there for people to entertain without having a little bit of a... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just continuously to be like,
0: hello, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody... Everybody is having this conversation of, you know, being dissatisfied in some aspect of their life. And I guarantee 100% across the board, none of them explore the fact that maybe they need to look inward and to love themselves and learn themselves, like you're saying, even sexually.
1: Yeah, there's a, um, I have a problem, but what can this other person do to fix that? There's a lot of pressure for us to look for the answers on the outside,
0: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
1: when we start figuring things out independently with some, you know, assistance, it's it's like, oh, wait a minute, that gives me something really deep to think about. Like when I initiated through yoga and started spending more time with myself, I was like, oh man, I have a lot <laughs>
0: like, <"All> right now. <laughs> yes, but it's nice to tackle it, and also, you know, when I know when I feel like I have an issue, I'll go to somebody and just kind of blurb it to them to hear what their reaction would be so that I can go, okay, now I'm going to go, I'm going to meditate on it and say, I do. I am validated in the way I think. Because sometimes I think when we think of things that make us unhappy, we're like, am I just being neurotic? Am I just being too much? Am I just being, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we
1: start to overanalyze or find like, what I'm feeling—is it wrong? Is it yeah. right?
0: Yeah. So, if somebody's struggling with that, how do they stop struggling with that overanalyzing?
1: If there's a an emotion that you're experiencing, um, I like to always ask myself, "Well, what do I want to feel instead?" You know, um, or what does this? What am I making this about? You know, what do I making this mean about me? You know, like the guilt I felt in when I was at that crossroads and the shame, it was because I held on to a core wound of being alone. And when I finally made that choice to go right, to be independent and grow into this, you know, beautiful woman, I am here today I realized that I was making something up that wasn't true. Like, actually, I am, I am capable of, you know, love, I am not alone, I am actually free. And I have me like, I am all I need for right now. Um, so it's kind of like you change the narrative around and you, you start to realize that what this ca- is coming from wasn't yours to begin with. It was, it came from something else. It's just mm-hmm. that We don't allow ourselves the time to either truly process and release it. And then again, it's that, am I allowed to, am I allowed to feel better? Like, do I deserve, do I deserve happiness? Do I deserve pleasure? And it's like, yes, absolutely. One hundred (laughs) percent.
0: Yes.
1: All the things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So what are some ways that anyone can start to like love themselves if they are having a hard time like what are some starting off points for like loving yourself and what are the things that they can that you can do to start getting that mindset and that mantra into yourself to start loving yourself
1: i find some of the the simple like start to for self-love and encouraging is a gratitude list um, it's It sounds really simple, and I'm not saying I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for the food in my fridge. Those are also great. I want you to be grateful that, you know, you got a good night's sleep. I want you to be grateful that, um, let's see, I'm, I wake up and I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my sleep. Sleep is a very important thing for me. Yes. <laughs> but, When we start to bring in gratitude, we start to take notice of all the smaller things. Like, I'm grateful I have power. I'm grateful to have met these people or I'm grateful for my business. I'm grateful, like right now, I'm grateful to have this beautiful conversation with you. When we start to practice gratitude, we start to add more positivity and we recognize it's the small things. You know, I'm grateful that the sun came out today so I could go, I could walk everywhere. Yeah. After that, um, one of the other things I did in the beginning of my yoga practice and when I became a teacher, um, my training was to stand in front of a mirror and say, I love you. And I always laugh because I will never forget that I stood in front of my bathroom mirror and I was like, well, this is funny. (laughs) (laughs) If you think about it, though, how often do we say I love you to ourselves? never so like we're more prone to just saying it to anybody else like it's it's easy it's simple it comes easily when we do it to ourselves there's a little bit of resistance because first you're like okay I'm having a conversation with myself in a mirror (laughs) Um, and then at the same time when you realize that you we don't do that often it it can be quite emotional and then you realize like oh my god I am I am so amazing and when you start practicing that recognition of like you know I I always tell my clients like stand in front of the mirror say I love you eventually you know if you're comfortable get down to like your birthday suit like I want you to come all the way down and I want you to look at every part of your body and whatever parts you're like well I don't really like my legs like um, I have some stretch marks on my legs and it's it's like actually I love and honor and I appreciate you you know or Start naming parts of your body that you do love. Like, oh, I love my smile and I love I love my arms and I love my hair. And just start listing out all the things that make you feel good. And then mm-hmm. find you can make a list of the ones you don't and then turn around and turn into something better. Like, I know I'm a little, you know, bloating is normal. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little belly or a belly. It's, you know, I love that my body is capable of expanding for health and wellness. or. I know my hair's short, it will grow, and et cetera. So I think gratitude, mirror talk, and
0: breathing. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, doing that actually exudes a certain health just on its own. But a lot of people will say, because I don't know where this comes from, but a lot of people will say, well, that's lame, or isn't that egotistical or isn't that you know whatever whatever they always attach but when you do that and honestly mean it and start to really see it you start to exude it it mm-hmm. starts to happen
1: yeah and eventually you'll start you know you'll want to share that with somebody you know i love my goal is every day i compliment a complete stranger mm-hmm. or i let them and they may not smile back, and that's okay. They won't. Yeah. <laughs> Some people need that, that they need that, I need to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's sending that text message to that person, like, I'm just thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And you know how much they might need that. And it's being told that you may light up someone's world, or you made their day, is, that's where we start seeing these effects. You know, this is where it becomes, this is where we start changing the narrative you know, yeah. changing the frequency. If we have more love and come from a place of love, the world would be a wild, warm
0: place. <laughs> yes. And it's so easy, Victoria, but it's so hard for us to accomplish it. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> we have to
1: work through those old core wounds. We have to work through funny. this. We have to break through the glass ceiling. We have to dissolve, pull back the horse blinders, like new you have so much light within yourself. We were just born into a program of I need to be quiet, I need to stay you know, dim. Yeah. And just I need to blend in. And I'm here to tell you no. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. I'm not a blender at all. I no. love to stick out like a sore thumb. But yes, my, even my own children are like, mom, you're a little much. I want to be a lot much. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. I want to be a lot much. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So tell us about your program. So I have a three month virtual coaching program. I am, I do call myself a sex coach because Um, my core belief is educating and empowering women to express their sexuality, to go out into the world at this frequency of love without the shame, without the guilt. And it is a, it's a virtual coaching session. We meet six times and we go through building better, healthier boundaries. We go through and, um, release those horse blinders, um, We tap into, I do a lot of work with the subconscious mind. That's where a lot of those limiting beliefs are. Mm -hmm. That came from when you were growing up as a kid, what you went through in high school, the workplace, and we basically start to go within the depths. We create this new bond, the relationship of self-love that we talked about at the beginning with yourself.
0: Yeah, I love it. So where does everybody find you?
1: I am on Instagram at victoria underscore eisenhower and that's so eisenhower is i c e and as a nancy h-o-w-e-r i'm also on facebook my facebook page is victoria eisenhower lotus lifestyle and then i'm also on tiktok which is i'm victoria's dot secret (laughs) which i think i'm just gonna change at some point um and all my, those platforms have my links. Um, I do also have an email available as well, um, which is victoria.lotuslifestyle at gmail.com. And all my programs are listed there. If you ever sign up for my love letters, um, you can get a free little intro to like a morning ritual
0: guidebook, which oh, kind of helps in cool. the self-love journey. Yeah. And tell us, who is your target client? Who is your target audience? Who who's looking for you? I am looking for
1: the woman who feels like she's checked all the boxes and she is seeking and doesn't know what it is she's seeking. Um, I'm looking for me, who I was three years ago. I'm looking for that busy, hardworking woman who, you know, whether she just got out of high school, whether she's thinking about retiring, like I hear you and I feel you so much. Like there is a lot more to you than you realize. And I, I want to create the space. So you feel safe to express what feel like, what, what do you want? And I'm here to help you discover that and empower that and educate that. I'm here to help you let your wild out.
0: (laughs) I love it. Let out the wild. Yes. I want to live in a world like that. (laughs) More of that. So do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Um, I think one of the,
1: this kind of sits with, this sits with me. Um, I have used the following phrase uh, for the past few years. Um, When it comes to just Investing in yourself or making choices like I I heard a podcast today, too, that mentioned like every choice we're making is. Putting in tomorrow, setting tomorrow up. And so for for reflection purposes, I'd love for everyone to take note of where they are right now. You know, what's going on, what's alive? Maybe there is something that you're seeking. And then six months from now. You will either be in the same place, same story, same thing, beautiful. If that is what you desire, that is perfect. You could also be somewhere completely different. Completely different. And it could be maybe something, you know, I want to say, I didn't know I would be here. I promise you there's a part of you that wants to be there. Mm So six months from now all it takes is you're one choice away
0: from a whole new life 100 percent, i resonate with that hardcore and i try to tell anyone who says they're stuck i'm stuck in that job i'm stuck in this life i'm stuck in that relationship i'm stuck in this community you're not stuck you're one choice away from a whole new life mm-hmm. i love it Thank you so much for sharing with us and having a conversation with me today.
1: Yes, I loved it. It felt like just having a chat with a girlfriend. So that's that's (laughs) the approach.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending time listening to our conversation. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe, like, and share so we can reach more listeners with our powerful messages. And stay tuned to hear about our affiliates and recommendations. They change from episode to episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast and all our other podcasts on YouTube and Spotify. I would like to also shout out a couple of apps that have helped me And a couple of products that have helped me in my podcast journey. FUD. What the FUD is FUD? The FUD app is an app that connects you to those who need your business. There is something for everyone. Side hustles? Check. Coaching opportunities? Check. Audience? Check. They have what you want and what you need within one place and they support you and your hustle. Or shall I say, fussle. Debbie, Let me teach you how to Debbie. Debbie is a natural energy booster. They also make a hydration powder and they give you free gifts. Share this episode back to me at coleyscleaners at gmail.com and I will give you a savings promo code. Are you a coach, a teacher, an educator, and you have wisdom that you'd like to share to others that you may not find on the platforms you're currently on? Follow me and this podcast on the Wisdom app.